Hi everyone and welcome back to our latest podcast and this week we'll be discussing about how to stay motivated. Yeah, so that should be an interesting show we've got for you tonight. I'm um, Mary-Anne Clements, broadcasting from, podcasting, sorry, from London in the UK. And I'm Ziada Bate, podcasting from Dar es Salaam, Tanzania. I was thinking before we came on air and I was thinking like, for me, it's quite regular that I have that feeling like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? <laughs> and for me, like the, um, the feeling like something's not going too well or like maybe, you know, there was something you thought was going to work out with a project or someone you were going to do some work with and it doesn't come off, you know. And it's quite a regular thing that happens where I'm like, oh no, you know, it's not, this is not going to work out. And for me, like the picking yourself up is like, it's kind of like how you stay motivated and pick yourself mm. up, like really whether you succeed or not, because it's such a regular thing for yeah. me anyway. I don't know about you. No, I mean, it's true. Uh, as an individual, sometimes picking yourself up in a situation where you feel like I'm a bit run, running low, things are not going my way, in business, I feel like it's not going that well, personal life perhaps is not going that well. So yeah. having that motivation and to have to pick yourself up, I think it's a sort of a distance. If it's yeah. a marathon and you like have an hour to run, it's only the first minute. You don't even know how you're going to finish the rest of the race. But I think it's, uh, it's quite difficult and it needs a lot of mental preparedness to have that inner motivation to say, you know what, I'm going to pick myself up and everything's going to be okay or I'm going to start again and hopefully see myself succeed through this or just that motivation to pick yourself up. I think that's where a lot of people fail mm. um, one way or another because if you don't have that or if you don't have a system that will help you, you know, to get you from from one step to another, it becomes a little bit difficult for, for a person to sort of pick themselves up and then start all over again or pick themselves up and continue from where they were. So, so you talk about a system. Do you have a system that you can describe to us about how you pick yourself up? My support system, I would say, is my family. Yeah. I would always go back and, you know, lean on them. And, and then, you know, you have, you know, you have a husband or you have your mother who will tell you, you know what, I've known you to be a survivor. You can come out of this. To me, that, that's a support system. But, you know, people who believe in you, people yeah. who believe in your abilities, people who believe that, you know what, you can come out of anything and we are behind you and we support you no matter what. And yeah. that is what I call my system. Because if I have that, then... I can do anything else. Like to me, because you talk, I kind of think, yeah, it's, it's, it, it really helps if you have that, like someone or people in your life that, that kind of play that role, I guess, of, of like supporting you no matter what, you know. Mm. I always say it's always good to have other people 
who, who are like a bit more like challenging because that also helps keep you on your toes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Really good. Now, because, you know, you know, sometimes it's just not always right. Mm. Some people see it in a different perspective. Exactly. Yeah, yeah and I think uh, that can be quite helpful. Yeah, but then it's really good when, when things, are, things are not going so well to be able to know the people you can turn to who kind of keep on uh, yeah. encouraging you, I guess. And I was, I was thinking about the show we did with Lily a few weeks ago. You know, she was saying like when she first started the school in, um, in Kenya, with her, uh, in Kibera, and she was saying like all her friends thought she was crazy, you know, <laughs> leaving her job and going to start this school for the children in um, the informal settlement and I, mm. and, um, and when sometimes when you're like doing something maybe new or a bit different I guess it, I imagine with um, Kipili Pili this might happen sometimes as well you know there's, there's there's plenty of people that are there to say you know or just to not quite get it they might not even yeah. say something but you kind of know they don't quite get it or they kind of sometimes I get that thing where people sort of say to me oh that sounds interesting, but you know they're thinking like, "What? <laughs> what are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get that a lot. You get that a lot, especially when you're studying something. I mean, especially I remember when we were studying Kipilipili, everyone was like, "Ah, uh, you're crazy!" You know, who's gonna buy into that idea anyway? They thought it was just a phase and it was going to pass. And later on, they're like, "Oh, okay, so you guys were actually serious." <laughs> So, so yeah, so those aren't your support system people, I guess, but the support system people are the people that, that are there for you no matter what. But then oh, I yeah. think there's also something that has to be in you as well, isn't there? Because there's, like, there's people that can support you, but then there's, like, you have to have that. And we've talked about it, I think, on, on the show when we talked about Kipili Pili as mm, well, mm. as on that show with Lily. Like, you, you have to have that conviction around what you're doing that, like it's worth it, you know, in some way. You have to be in some way passionate, don't you? Because at some time you're going to think as well to yourself, like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? This is too difficult or something like that, you know? Yeah, it sort of has to start from within. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You need to have that faith and belief that, you know what, I can come out of this and I should stay motivated because I believe in my, whatever, whatever it is, if it's an idea, then you believe in an idea so much that you know you can see the outcome. Yeah, you know, you need to have that. But if then if you don't see the end of it, you don't have the vision for it, you don't have the passion for it, then it becomes very difficult for you to be motivated to even, you know, to even continue with that idea. You will easily be, ah, you know, what, forget it. As soon as it starts going, not going the way you expect or anticipate it to go, then you'll be like, I don't know if I want to continue down this route or yeah. continue with this journey. Because in the first place, we did not even believe in the idea anyways. Yeah, maybe that's right. But there's also yeah. something about being flexible, isn't there? Because like you say, like, you know, when something, things sort of always change along the way. I don't know if there's an example. I'm trying to think of a good example, but maybe do you have an example from Kipilipili of something that you thought would work and maybe didn't or... No, actually, I do have a quote that I, it's always at the back of my hand. It's a bit longer. Um, it's by Deb, Deborah Sweeney. Um, she's the CEO of mycorporation.com. Mm-hmm. Now, it says the best way to stay motivated when the going gets rough is to remember why you're doing what you do. 
I became a small business owner because I love the thought of being my own boss, setting my own schedule and get the flexibility I want so I could spend more time with my family. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I'm doing this for them. I love my business and everything it does for the small business community. But whenever things get tough, I just think of why I sought out this venture in the first place and feel grounded once again. Mm. So I really resonate with this. I really resonate with what she says. I think at the end of the day is to think, why is it that you're doing it? Mm. You know, if it's a business venture, why are you doing it? If it's a job, why are you doing it? Whatever it is, if it's sport, if it's whatever it is that you do in your life, why is it that you're doing it? I think at the end of the day, you need to have that purpose as to why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely the first thing. But then I also think that, um, I'm not going to lie, but even when you have that, like sometimes it can still be really hard to pick yourself up. <laughs> and um, it can, it, it's especially if like, I don't know, something you really, say something really knocks you. And especially if it knocks you at, a time when you know other things might not be going well or even like it, it knocks you at the time when you're bleeding and you're like in your cave and you don't feel you know and then something goes wrong you know there's kind of like times when it's easier somehow to to take a challenge and take a you know take a take a knock and there's other times when knocks can feel really painful to me and like it can be really tricky and that's that's when of course definitely you need your your support system but I also think like what I've learned over lots of years of doing slightly maybe slightly um unconventional things and unconventional work is that like there's a pattern that I notice which is like initially when something goes wrong um, or something feels impossible. You know, sometimes it just sort of feels impossible because you can't figure out how to do something. It's like mm-hmm. a pattern of like, I think, oh, what am I doing? And I hear those voices in my own head of like, it's just not even other people saying it's me, but it's myself saying to myself, like, what am I doing? But like, I've learned over the years to kind of notice that and go like, okay, that's me. That's me kind of being myself, you know? <laughs> that's me. But then... I guess the question will be, once you start hearing those voices, mm. for instance, in your experience, what happens then? Yeah. So what, I've, what I was going to say was, yeah, what I've learned over the years is that I can kind of notice them and then I've got a choice. And the choice is either to sort of let them, let those voices, although of course they're in me, but kind of have the power and stop what I was trying to do. And, and just kind of go like, oh, yeah, it's stupid anyway, isn't it? And those voices, although they're in my head, they're also what, I, you know, what you perceive other people might think and stuff. Or you can notice them and say, okay, whenever you try and do something difficult or challenging and come across challenges, then there's always going to be this part of yourself, which is like hearing those voices and kind of internalizing them. And also probably it's trying to stop you from like, making a fool out of yourself and whatever it's trying to keep you safe in some way but instead of like listening to it you can you, you can choose to notice it and say okay that part of me comes up when I'm trying to do something brave I'm trying to do something difficult and you know what I'm gonna choose to say okay I hear you and I'm gonna carry on anyway <laughs> and for me like it's like that's the difference you know it's like do I do I do I sort of let myself be demotivated by challenges, by questions, by people not quite knowing what I'm up to, by my own self-doubt? Or do I decide, actually, you know what? 
that's a part of life, but I'm going to choose to go with my passion and, and ignore that, you know, just let it be, mm. you know, a bit like yeah. someone that's like nattering in your ear, just let them be. <laughs> like, or your neighbor, you know, if you can sort of hear your neighbor across the gate, just let them talk, <laughs> but you don't have to go with it, you know. Um, you've said something about, you know, when you're doing something and you feel it's a bit difficult. I don't know, I could be wrong, but I feel like being humans, we always demotivate ourselves whenever something's a little bit difficult to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then that self talk is like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that self talk. And then you start hearing those voices that are telling you, Ah, this is a bit difficult. You can go on doing this. And then another voice is telling you, you know, keep on doing it, keep doing it. So I guess it's your strength to listen to which voice. Yeah. Or ignore which voice. <laughs> or ignore which voice. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. But I think that ultimately, if you listen your whole life to the voice saying like, oh, that's a bit difficult, then my experiences that you do wind up feeling more frustrated because you're constantly like not quite not quite doing what it was you felt so passionate about you know or what it was you really wanted to achieve you're constantly kind of going oh actually yeah it's a bit difficult let me not bother that for me like if I follow that voice I I do actually feel afterwards kind of a bit like oh you know it kind of leads to more negativity because it's Mm. like I gave up you know Mm. So, yeah, you, you said uh, that's a really good point. It's the negativity. It's just the point is to stay as positive as possible, especially if you're an entrepreneur. I mean, whichever way you decide to choose, you are going to meet a lot of obstacles. Yeah, it's so, like to accept that and then stay. Yeah, exactly. So, do you accept the challenges and the obstacles and stay on the road, stay on the course, you know, and keep pushing? Or you decide to take the easy route and say, I can't go and it's a bit hard, so let me give up and stuff. Because whichever route you decide to pick, if you make up your mind and decide, you know what, I want to be an entrepreneur, I think you're just going to meet those obstacles. There's no easy way out. And actually, I think the braver you are and the more you're doing something interesting and maybe a bit different, the more they're going to come. That's the thing. So like... Just because you're passionate, you know, say, say, and then Lily's a good example of this, right? So, you know, she's doing something that all her friends are like, what are you doing, leaving your job and like starting up this school for these kids? And and um, obviously, you know, that because it was something that people didn't expect and something that people were like, whoa, then of course it wasn't something that had like an easy defined path where everything she was going to do was clearly mapped out and, you know, it was obvious how it would progress. So obviously the, then, you know, along the way, there's been loads of challenges that she's met because she's doing, she you know, she's following her passion to do something a bit different. And so obviously the more kind of sounds obvious when I say it like that but it's kind of it's worth remembering when you meet a lot of challenges if you're doing something entrepreneurial or you're starting a project like she was which is was about you know is about helping a specific group of people that actually if you do something a bit different and a bit innovative and a bit unusual then you will have more of these challenges you know kind of obvious but you know and therefore yeah, surprised yeah. by them you know you've got to develop your um, way of coping or I think like if I have a real setback but I I like allow myself now like a day or two to be really annoyed or upset <laughs> 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 but 
rather than like trying to pretend that I'm not, but I'll just go like 24, 48 hours where I just have a cry or I like have a scream or I just like forget about work or something, you know, whatever it is I need. And then I'll like, after a few days or whatever it is I need, sometimes you only need five minutes. It depends what the setback is, right? Mm. But I will just allow it. And then for my, you know, just for myself, not necessarily telling anyone else, not necessarily mm. screaming at someone else, but just, you know, let myself no, experience it. I mean, that's a very good point. I mean, to allow yourself to feel sad or disappointed or defeated. You don't have to be the iron woman all the time. No. And you don't even have to do it in front of the public. Exactly. You can do it on your own. You I find the car to be, the car to be couch soothing. Yeah, you know, you're in the middle of you're in the middle of traffic, and you just let go. You put a Mariah Mariah Carey song, <laughs> and just pour it. <laughs> I agree. I, yeah, sunglasses are helpful. Sunglasses are helpful. Without sunglasses, you just have to be shameless about it. <laughs> but just to be allowed that moment of truth. Let it sink in, you know, allow yourself to feel that, you know, that defeat and then pick yourself up from there. I think that's one of the best advices. <laughs> I think it really helps. There's something about it, like expressing or, or yeah, letting, yourself, letting it be what it is and yes. then moving on that really, you know, rather than being like, oh no, you know, I'm all right, I'm all right, I'm all right, I'm all right. I'm yeah, in. yeah. It's not helpful. It's not helpful. You know, and as women, we, we try to carry that with us and say, you know what, well, we can handle this. We'll manage it or whatever it is, we're going to come we're gonna make it or the truth of the matter is you just have to be human and, and let it and let it go yeah and you know and once you let it go and you just have a plan b you know as women we were blessed to to have plan a's and b's and c's and d's we can always multi-purpose with things you know exactly. we're like multi-talented that way so we should take advantage of it i, I believe so yeah. yeah let go be defeated then pick yourself up the next day and move on I, yeah. I i remember something you said i think in our first say but it's sort of it's sort of, i feel like it's relevant as well it's like you were talking about um really listening to the women who you know who you're interacting with at, um in pili pili and i think like one of the mm. one of the best ways to pick yourself up can be to like talk to your whether it's your clients or your service users or the people you work yeah. with whoever it is who you're trying to make a difference for in some way it's like if you can go back to them to in your search for solutions then i think that's also like a real bonus you know yeah sort of you know yes we can always come up with a million uh, you know ideas for solutions but if you can do that in a way that listens to people as well and so uh, maybe uh going back to uh, any of your experiences what was the hardest um let's say experience that you felt like i'm never going to get myself out of this situation um, business wise business wise yeah 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 there's a couple of situations where when I was working with Able Child Africa where we were like finances were really tight and we were trying to raise money from particular places and, and you know we were close and we didn't get it 
and um, that can be a real knock. It can be, you know, because you can be talking about a lot of people's salaries as well, uh, you know, and a lot of people's livelihoods as well as, you know, the work you're trying to do. And so, mm. and although the work is more important, obviously, than than individual people's livelihoods, you know, there's you feel that personal pain when you know people that are involved in it and stuff. So I think like so there were a few big knocks with fundraising where we we hoped we thought we were you know we put some hope in in getting some money and it didn't come through and i think particularly when you're a small organization which we were like that you know can be a, be a real downer <laughs> and so i think for th- those are probably the those were probably the biggest ones well you know it, there was a time around when the recession first hit so about 10 years ago when um, you know there was there were some cuts here and there and it was just it was things were really tough for a bit and actually and another big knock that i had um there was somebody deciding to leave their job and um it wasn't that i was upset with them personally but it was just we'd like brought somebody in to to um, really support me and I'd spent quite a bit of time training them up and then they decided and it was actually for personal reasons it wasn't really because of the job to relocate somewhere and it was a real blow you know when you've like invested your time and energy into like building someone you know it's trying to build someone sort of into an organization and whatever and then and then yeah and and I totally understood their reasons personally but that was a real blow too yeah those are the kind yeah yeah, those are the kind of organization you know work knocks I think um but sometimes you know like those feel like big knocks but sometimes actually the little knocks can be just as pesky like you know when you you're sort of trying to promote something or trying to to sell something in a sort in, in you know maybe online and stuff and you you know just don't quite get it right that can also be a real you know it can be really frustrating even though it's you know it might seem like a smaller thing so I did when I did I did a book which was about um older women's stories called listening to our grandmothers and I put a lot of work into it oh yeah I do remember the book and by the way that book was amazing oh thank you it- but one thing about doing that was that I did. I think I didn't really like and appreciate how much marketing of something you have to do to sort of sell it online. And you know, I've sold hundreds of them now, and I, I did it, you know, three years ago or something. But like initially, I don't, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing around the sort of promotion and marketing of that book, and so it was and because I actually I did I published it myself um and it was the first time I'd done anything like that so that you know it kind of felt to so I was I was all the time sort of trying to promote it but at the same time I was thinking oh my goodness you know I haven't sold very many of these (laughs) at the beginning you know and um so actually for me that in a way that was and something that also felt like a knock and you know you it's but it was kind of like almost harder to express because it's sort of like it's not that you haven't sold any it's not that you haven't done anything but it's just that like it's just harder than I thought it would be you know and so staying motivated when you're trying to promote your work actually that's mm. something that feels very personal more personal mm-hmm. and almost I think be more challenging and and harder with the knocks because it's like you, it gets all tangled up with like oh do people think I'm rubbish or do they think what I've written's rubbish or whatever and actually it's just maybe that you you 
don't appreciate yeah. the sort of work that goes into promoting things, you know. And I'm sure you found that with some of the stuff you do, that, you know, it's hard work, right? Especially promoting your work, yeah. I mean, they can completely just uh, bog it down that you, you give up and then it becomes some sort of a phobia. You don't yeah. even want to go there anymore. Yeah, that's... You don't even want to do that work anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's 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 yeah, it's hard. And I guess um, there's something about like you, you know, you can, it's easy to look at like success. I say what look like successful businesses or successful people or successful things around you, and not know what they've gone through to sort of get to a stage where you know people know what they're doing or are interested in what they're doing automatically or whatever mm. it's, it's it can be like it's a long journey usually basically it from, is yeah from like an idea to like people knowing what you're to right. a successful yeah. business yeah, yeah it's a yeah. very long journey and they, so i think actually that along the way can also be in a way as challenging to keep yourself most faced through that whether it's an actual disappointment or more of a like just not quite as easy as I thought it would be. <laughs> and if you're not careful, as I said before, it can completely cripple you. Yeah. You'll be so scared to even go back there, to even think about it. You know, think about that idea again. It just completely cripples you. What have, what have you learned along the way about, you know, is there, is there some, a story you could tell us about something? Mm, for me, um, I've always been into um, events and events <laughs> management and <laughs> events planning and so. And yeah, so, that's another one. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think that's where when I talk about crippling, I think that I speak from experience. I, I kind of tried and I decided to take it upon myself to say, you know what, I want to, to do this and this is to be my, my business. So I wanted to venture out and start up a business on event planning. Because with event planning, it, it's always your first, um, your first customer, sort of. Yeah. And then your first customer, if you do it very well, then it's the word of mouth and, and so on and so yeah. forth. And mm-hmm. so now... I was always against this big event planning organizations. And then I was looking into more into the corporate event planning and, and so on. So the business never actually got to pick up. For instance, I got a client that was like my first client and we we're going to do this huge event. And I was so excited and we were planning. And then towards the end, they sort of dropped me. So, and I'm like, why? At least just explain it to me. You know, like, or the budget cuts and things like that so we can longer do the event. So that really uh, bogged me down. I got so scared from there on to mm-hmm. even think about event planning. You put a lot of effort in. And then... Yes, yes. And I'm like, I don't, I don't ever think if I, if I get into event management or event planning as a business, I'll be able to succeed. So I got scared to move forward. And I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to go get a job and go on with my life, you know, and just mm-hmm. forget about event planning altogether. Mm-hmm. So when I say that, it's, you know, it's, it was my mindset at that time. Yeah, you know, had I known and, you know, if I, if I was like, you know what, I'm just going to keep on going. This is just the first client, you know, they've disappointed me, but I'm going to move on and I'm going to continue because it's an idea and I believe in it. and I know I can do it. Yeah. I think perhaps I would have succeeded in the business, but then Mm. the minute that the, the first client just turned me down, 
Mm. I completely just, I lost faith in my idea. I lost faith in my passion. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to go back to, you know, eight to five because I can't deal with this disappointment anymore. Yeah. So for me, that was a lesson. So every time I look back into that situation, it's a lesson for me. Because now I don't know. It's like, could have, would have, should have. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a lot of what ifs. But then again, I was so young as well. So uh, I, I don't know what would have transpired. Maybe for me, it's a, it's a learning curve. It was a learning curve, definitely. Because I look back to that situation. And I'm like, I don't think if, if anything like that is going to happen to me right now, I'm just going to easily give up just like that. Well, I think maybe it's like a muscle you build over time as well, isn't it? Like, it, it's like you have to have quite a few setbacks. It's like you have to, if you want to make a strong muscle, you have to, like, keep working at it. You have to have quite a few setbacks to build your muscle of, like, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> and I think it's just once you change your mindset and you become more positive about things, then a lot of things become easier. Yeah. So what would be the two things that you tell our listeners if they're feeling demotivated about thinking about an idea or about their businesses or it could be even their, you know, their personal lives? Yeah, it's the two things. Uh, and I've spoken to them already, but allow yourself to feel it for a period of time until you feel like you've felt it enough whatever that is so if it's something at work it might be for five minutes go outside you know have a scream in the toilet whatever it is if it's you know the breakdown of your most important relationship or something then you know that might take years you allow yourself to feel it and then the other thing is is that thing about the the sort of internal critical voice somebody i've forgotten who told me this but somebody told it to me once like this it's like you can't allow your internal critical voice to be in the driving seat of the car you should like put them in the back in a you know in a child seat or something or or shut them in the boots like they'll keep talking there's always going to be that voice in you that says maybe you should give up maybe you're not cut out for this maybe you know you probably can't extinguish it completely but if you can get it away from the driving seat of your life and allow it to be there and know that it's there as a sort of like critical friend or a passenger a passenger basically and it's probably just trying to keep you safe but in the wrong way (laughs) so just be aware of it and allow it to be there but don't let it drive the car that's my second thing (laughs) how about you for me i would say i know it's not easy but to always stay positive and uh, you know just stay positive and every experience you should actually take it as a learning curve again as i'm saying it's not easy and you know and once sometimes experiences can be so harsh that you feel like where is you know where is a lesson in this but always stay positive no matter what the what the situation is or what the experience is and i think that's uh, that's one thing i've adapted very well and even in my experiences, whether business-wise or personal, I've really taken into that and I've stayed really positive in a lot of things. And then you, once you're positive, you start seeing things clearly and you start mm-hmm. seeing, seeing things in, in a different you know, angle altogether. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's to stay positive and to let your support system actually support you. Because half of the time you nice. do actually have the support system, but then you don't let them in. Yeah, you decide good. to completely lock them out and you you don't 
get to to feel their support or you you know you don't get to actually feel like there are other people outside who can actually help you out you know yeah. open your mind out it, it doesn't necessarily have to be you know what we're gonna solve your problem right now no. but they're there for a reason yeah so for me those are the two things stay positive always and let your support system actually support you let them in you know yeah, i love that that's great advice yeah <laughs> So uh, this was a, a really good conversation. Yeah, again, as we always say um, to our listeners, that if you have any question or you have any topic you'd like us to talk about, in our own way, we'll definitely talk about it. And uh, yeah, and we'll try and answer your questions as much as we can. Yeah, and if you like what you've heard on the show, then um, do um, think about subscribing to us. Via, you can do that on SoundCloud um, following, by following us or on iTunes or on Stitcher. And we'd also love to have some reviews if you like what you hear um, because it helps other people to find the show and find out about what we're doing with Change Making Women. Yes, absolutely. And in the next episode, I think we'll go deeper into what Marianne now is doing with Gijaze. Congratulations, you finally launched it. So we'll we'll talk further about Gijaze and what Gijaze does and what it yeah, does for week. women mm. in the next in the next coming week. Yeah, we certainly will. And uh, I think you also have a big event coming up, right? Yes, I do have uh, an event coming up um, that will be on the 26th of November as well. I guess we'll also have time to talk about that as well. Yeah, I'll be wanting to hear about that in the next few weeks as well. Yeah, Ex- exciting stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's been good talking to you and we'll talk next week. Definitely. Thank you very much, Maria. Yeah, thank you too. Bye-bye. And our theme tune over and over was written and performed by Eleanor Brown, who you can find at eleanorbrownmusic.com.